the end of the Skywalker saga. We didn't think it would ever get here, but now the rise of Skywalker has come and gone. Although I think we're all gonna watch it like another fifty times before we get our fill, and probably not even then. But Meg, if you could describe this movie in three words, how would you describe it? Mm, three words. Wow. Uh, I one, but then I realized how difficult that was going to be. So let's oh, go with three. Oh, very, very good. How's that? Very, very good. <laughs> Man, I mean, that's hard because I think we all walked out of this movie feeling a lot of things, which is not a terrible thing. Um, But my raw reaction when I walked out of there was, well, that was pretty, pretty awesome. It's funny because like I had a like I feel like I had a weird experience. Not weird. It's I, I read all the leaks going in. I knew everything that was going to happen. Oh. And they were they were spot on those leaks. Like, oh, they wow. On. Like, I was like, all right. I will admit reading them, I was not a fan. Uh-huh. I was like, I cannot believe. Now, let's just preface saying, if you're, if you're listening to this, spoilers. Like, yes. <laughs> this is not a spoiler-free podcast. There will so, be spoilers. <laughs> my reaction was like, I cannot believe they're going to make Ray a Palpatine. Like, honestly, I was like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, right. I was like, up in arms about this. Right. All the things happening, I was like, I cannot believe this. And but then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go in with an open mind. I'm just gonna go in and have fun. And I sat there and I actually had so much fun watching. Even though I knew everything that was going to happen, I really did. I I really enjoyed myself. Oh wow! See, that's so surprising because like if I knew all that, like I just I can't imagine. You know, knowing everything that's going to happen and like, I don't know. But I mean, I guess you also probably did have time to kind of process some of that. So maybe that helped a little bit. I was just there for the ride. Like, but you know, yeah. it's like, while I knew it was going to happen, I didn't know exactly like how it was going to play. Like, I imagine like it's like reading a book. Like, I have this vision in my head how it's going to look. Right. how things are going to be but I didn't know like you know exact wordings or exact quotes and you know the interactions between them which you know was I thought finally getting the three of them together I thought was so much fun and uh-huh. I loved the three of them together like you, you can't read that on a piece of paper like it was mostly right. just like, here are the plot points like there was no way to tell what the dynamics were going to be well it's so like they're so secretive about this stuff. Like it, it's amazing to me that like all the leaks that you read were all exactly what happened. I mean, eh, it happens, but that just surprises me because like a lot of people were asking that like um, when things were leaked, they're like, was it all right? You know, or did you know some of it was it just nonsense? But apparently, whatever was out there was what happened. So I mean. It was no. What was funny is like a while ago I was reading too. Like yeah, I, I like live on. I, I live on like Star Wars leaks on Reddit, uh-huh. and they were talking about <laughs> how The Force Awakens had so many leaks, and The Rise of Skywalker had so many leaks, but The Last Jedi did not. That is and what. But you think like okay, so what is the common factor? Well, I don't think it was J.J. Abrams, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, maybe somebody in J.J. Abrams' team, like, well, you know, there's a common factor there, that there wasn't in The Last Jedi. Interesting. 
Well, um, I mean, I have heard from a lot of people because at this point, a lot of people have seen it more than once, two times, three times, some even more than that. And I have heard from a lot of people that like your second viewing is a lot better because you're not so focused on what's going to happen because you already know that. So you can go into the movie willing to really just enjoy the experience because you already know, you know, the big plot points, but you can kind of focus more on like the jokes and the little things and the, you know, the interactions between the actors and things like that. So I have not seen it more than once, but um. I'm expecting that when I do, I will like it even more. Yeah. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe because, like, I knew what was going to happen that, you know, it's like literally once the opening scene confirmed everything, I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, now oh. I know what's going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah. I will say that the Ray being a Palpatine reveal, when that happened, I I had a hard time processing that at first, like as the movie was going on, um, because like part of me was like, is this like actually happening? Uh, because we got so used to, you know, Ray being a nobody and that kind of being how it was going. And so when that when Kylo revealed that, I was like, do I not like this? Like, I don't know how to feel about this. And I think I, was, I think I was just in shock because, um, you know, after like it was probably only like a couple of minutes, I was like, OK, like, I'm just going to see how this goes. Like, this is fine. And for me it ended up making sense and the it ended up, it ended up working and I and I thought it was fine um I was like one of those who like would have rather her have stayed like a no one and that kind of be the message but like I'm not mad about how it did go like in all my critiquing of this movie there are a lot of people talking a lot about how like oh they wish this would have happened or they wish something had gone differently or this is what they expected to happen and it didn't but I look at it through the lens of like okay this is what the movie is this is what happened and here's how I feel about the things that we do have that did happen um because there are things that I'm like oh I wonder how it would have gone if this had happened instead but like I'm I think I'm just not as caught up in like oh I wanted this to happen and it didn't because I went in with like no expectations even low expectations I would dare to say and like I was pleasantly pleased and surprised because of that I think yeah I could see that I mean, I definitely, I think knowing what was happening, my expectations are pretty low because I was right. like, oh, oh my gosh, uh, I can't believe like, they're going to do this. Oh no. Uh, the whole Palpatine thing, I'm not, I don't love it. Like, I still don't, yeah. I still don't love it yeah. because I'm, part of me is like, who in their right mind had sex with Palpatine? <laughs> like, that, that's my, because uh-huh. I have oh, everything that I have, that's like my biggest question that I have now. I'm like, who did that? Who did that? Like, why? <laughs> what is going on? What's that backstory? Are we going to get that comic? I don't even know if I want it. I don't even know if I want it. Uh-huh. <laughs> because, uh, that, that's like, threw me for a look. I'm like, really? Really? Who, like, what is going on here? But, but, I, like, I don't know if I love it, but at the same time, like, yeah, I love Star Wars. Like, come on, like this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. But I like there are parts that are going to resonate with me, and there's parts that are, aren't, and that part just does not. And that's yeah. okay. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't need it to be everything for me. Like, there are going to be the parts I will always take away from it, and the parts I enjoy, and the scenes. Like, like Last Jedi. There's certain scenes I'll watch over and over, and there's some I'll skip. Yeah, like, there's going to be things I love about it, and I'll watch those. Like, I cannot wait for this to like be on Disney Plus, so I can watch like the last, the last bit of the scene where, um, Kylo's running to Ray, yeah, and like friends show up, and he gives her, and she gives him the lightsaber. I want to watch the eight parts. I know. <laughs> I saw like a gif of part of that scene earlier, and I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and like watch this for like a couple minutes because. 
Oh man, that was great. Like like to do that as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, we definitely didn't get as much Ben Solo as we could have, but I mean, the, the stuff that we got was definitely worth the wait. Yeah. I can't wait for like, honestly, I cannot wait for the novelization because I want to go into their heads just to see what they were thinking in all those moments. I love the movie, but I love, I love, love, love the books when they come out because it gives you a chance to see inside their heads. Well, we didn't hear Ben say like anything. I think he said like one or two things as Ben Solo and then nothing (laughs) else. Yes. I really, really (laughs) like that. It made me laugh so hard. Um, Because, you know, he's talking to Han, which I did not expect that at all. And that was fantastic, I thought. So he's talking to him. I knew that was coming. I was like, oh, like, See, that was such a pleasant surprise to me that he just showed up and like, oh, man. Well, I mean, it turned out fine for you. So that happened. I went with my brother. And, like, he didn't know anything. Yeah. He's sitting there when that happened. He looked, he's like, did you know? I was like, I did know. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> well, I mean, that scene is great just because it was, like, the exact scene as before. But, you know, it was him coming to terms with all that. And, like, oh, it's just, that's just so beautiful to me. Like, I love that kind of poetry, you know. Yeah. I'll uh, say this. I didn't know how it was going to go down. I didn't right. know it was going down. So while it was happening and he was repeating the same lines from The Force Awakens, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it really was. That was, that was, see, that's one of those things where, like, yes, there are things about this movie that, like, did I didn't love. But, like, there are parts like that where I just, like, I cannot wait to see that again. I loved it. I was smiling, smiling the whole time and also, you know, like, almost crying because it's <laughs> sad. But, uh, but then there were parts, like, Look, that second half of the movie I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Second half. The first half I had more issues with. And it really didn't have anything to do with, like, what J.J. Abrams chose to do. It was just the style of what it was going. Everything was, like, just boom, 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 boom. boom. I had a real problem with the pacing of the movie in the first half. Yeah, it was fast. And it was, like, I didn't realize how overwhelmed I was until, like, the movie ended. And I was, like, I'm still recovering from the first half. Yeah. And there was so much going on that, like... Here's so here's the thing too, right? In those leaks, there was actually more plot in those leaks than there was actually revealed in the film. So oh. they, and, we, and we talked about this so many times. Like, do they have enough time to get to everything? Even at two and a half hours, they were still missing things and cut things out um. that I felt would have added to the movie, which clearly we're gonna see and then we're gonna be able to read in the novelization. Perhaps when the movie comes out, like to streaming and Blu-ray and DVD, they'll there'll be an extended version or something oh, I hope so. or like deleted scenes, you know, because like the first was, and this you got in the visual, like I read it in the visual dictionary was the planet that Kylo Ren was on in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Was, I never say this properly. Um, Mustafar. I never, uh-huh. right. But like, that's significant. Like the fact that this was Darth Vader's home, you know, his, right. But like, this is where he made his home. And, like, it's never even brought up. Like, some people guessed it. Some people sort of, like, I think that's what it is. It's explicitly written out in the Divisional Dictionary. But, like, it should have been known. Because it's, like, not everybody reads these. Not everybody's, like, a nerd, you know, like us. Like, I'm (laughs) not reading these books. Right. I thought the big, though, piece was with, um, with, uh, Lando. Uh The reason he, for the reason he was in Pasana. And, you know, it it was funny because I read it in the leaks and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then the movie comes and I'm like, they didn't touch on it at all. 
But then I get the book, the visual dictionary, and it writes about in the book how Lando had a daughter who was kidnapped as an infant, Uh goes missing. They never find anything about what happened to her. And he stays on Pasana because, like, while there was a party going on at the time, it's peaceful and quiet. And he was able to find some peace there after this tragedy struck his family. Oh, see, see, I would have loved to know that. (laughs) And then at the end, when, you know, he's talking to Jana and he's like, where are you from? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, oh, let's go find out. Because of that earlier part, it should have been like, oh, perhaps she's his daughter, you know, because... They wrote in the visual dictionary, like, the First Order kidnapped his kid as a way not only because they were filling their ranks to get soldiers, but also this was their way of lashing out against the rebels who took part, the rebel leadership who took part in, like, the collapse of the Empire. Right. And it's like, oh, that would have been nice. (laughs) Because, like, instead, at the end of the movie, you're like, wow, it looks like Lando's, like, hitting on her. And he's, like, he's old enough her dad because maybe he is her dad no well yeah like this is what i was worried about like they did i guess the best that they could to fit all this in but like it could have been so much better if the movie was longer and like i get it i understand that they just they did it how they felt was the best way to do it but you could have made this movie three three and a half hours long and it would have been we would have thought that was fine if that meant like slowing things down a little bit and explaining more things and not making it all so overwhelming like i just don't why didn't she I just support movie <laughs> yeah so i don't know too <laughs> yeah yeah and like <laughs> i don't know it's like yeah, it's even though I really did like this movie, that was one of the things where I was like, I wish that, because we were just going, jumping, literally sometimes jumping, from place to place to place, and you're like, I didn't even have, like, when Chewie supposedly died, even though he didn't, but we thought we had, we didn't have time to process that, like, it just went right to the next thing, and you're like, hold on, like, are we ever going to get like a second to breathe? And like, even like Leia's like funeral that lasted like two seconds and that was it. And that's fine. I get that. And I get that you couldn't spend too much time on that, but also like you gotta sometimes slow down a little bit. Like this is emotionally a big deal for a lot of people because it's the end of the story. Right. So there, there do have to be some quiet moments and there were at points, but definitely not in the first half at all. Yeah. There was something I remember reading, I can't remember who who had written it, but it was like, I was reading a review of The Americans when that TV show had, you know, it was like its series finale. Mm -hmm. And one of the things the person had written was that it wasn't, The Americans wasn't afraid to slow down and have quiet moments. And it was so, and it was so often in those moments where like, Nobody was saying anything or, you know, it was like this like moments of contemplation where you had some of the most like intense and like sort of like evocative moments because it wasn't afraid for silence of silence. And I feel like often like in this movie, it could have benefited from that because and it's like even in Star Wars itself, like you think back on like some of those moments throughout like just the whole saga of like taking a pause and reflecting like when Luke Skywalker is looking at the, you know, the dual sunsets, the binary sunsets and 
Right. There's this moment of reflection. And in that moment, like, you could almost, like, hear his thoughts and understand so much. And even in the prequels, when, like, Anakin and uh, Padme are overlooking Coruscant and the two of them are just, like, in these moments of reflection of this, like, turmoil, like, you can feel that. Right. And so it's like, you don't need to be afraid of those types of moments because, like, you can actually feel the turmoil going on inside. I know that Star Wars is, you know, based a lot on the action and that's important, but especially for something like this that is like this significant, there needs to be that balance between like the action and the fast paced things and the space battles and all that. But there also needs to be those moments where like you can have emotional reactions and you can connect with the characters. And yes, there were those moments in this movie, but like definitely not enough and definitely not like when we are going from place to place so quickly and yeah, that was a definitely a big problem with it. And a lot of people are talking about that and they're like, why couldn't we just, you know, it was it was a lot. It was a lot of like, oh, we need to go here and then here and then here and then figure this thing out. And, you know, there's no no time. There was none. They, they kept like, we have four hours left. I'm like, oh, no, you're never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> I did like Kajimi. Is that what it was? Uh-huh. I'm so bad with this. I actually liked Carrie Russell a lot in this movie. Oh, I, I loved her character. I loved her. And, like, that was one of my concerns, too, is, like, adding these new characters in. Like, are they just going to feel like they're just in there to be in there and not serve a purpose? And, like, she definitely served a purpose. But, I mean, the one thing about her character is, like, I liked her so much when we first met her that, like, if she would have stayed dead, I would have been okay with that. Because it would have meant a little bit more um, in terms of like, oh, like, look at what the Sith are doing. This is horrible. And like, yeah, she's alive. Yay. But like, you fell in love with her like instantly. And then to have her like gone, and that happened with a few characters, um, to have her gone would have been okay. Because it would have had that emotional impact. There you go again with needing to have some emotion in there. And, you know, it is what it is, I guess. But man, I liked her character a lot. Yeah, I liked her a lot. I felt like she was just kind of like stealing the scenes she was in. Like that's how that's how good she was. And like Jana, I like Jana's character too. I actually thought she did help with like some kind of purpose as well. Like I think we were we were talking about this the day after the movie. <laughs> you mentioned how like she gave Finn a connection that he couldn't really have with anybody else. Right, right. Because like they you know they came from the same you know situation and they understand each other and like. Um, there's a lot of talk about how, like, Finn, there were a lot of problems with his character in this movie because, you know, for a lot of reasons. Um, we might talk about them and we might not. But I think it was really important for him to have this connection because, yeah, he's connected with Ray and Poe and things like that. But, like, he's never had um, a close relationship with someone who really understands what it's like to have had a home and have been taken away from that home and to be raised um to do this one thing and then to have abandoned it and tried to find, you know, a different purpose. Someone gets him now. And like, I think it's a very subtle form of his character development, but I think it's there. And I think it really needed to be because it just reinforces the fact that like he's come a long way and yes, there were problems with certain things, but um, you, you kind of know at the end that like he, he's going to be okay now. Like, he definitely has someone and, He's going to figure it out. He has someone. He has Poe. Oh, yes. Yes, he does. Oh. I know. I was watching a video clip today. Um, I was asking Isaac talking about, you know, the fact that they wouldn't make his character, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Him and John Boyega's characters, uh-huh. like a couple, and he right. was like, I don't know, he's like, I kept pushing for it. He's like, it's not out of question here. Two guys at war, you know, they have this connection, they have this chemistry, you know. But you know, he's like the Disney overlords; they wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> it would have been so easy, and you could have just heavily implied it, you know, like it would not have been hard at all. And you know, <sighs> you know, I was rooting for it, and. You know, it doesn't ruin the movie for me that it didn't happen, but it would have been nice. Of all the characters, I feel like they actually had the most chemistry. Exactly. I lo- Every scene they have together is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thanks, Disney. Mm. <laughs> we'll never get over it, but we'll keep moving forward anyway. <laughs> yeah. Part of me wonders, like, when I see these, like, interviews, like, the way Oscar Isaac was talking in that interview, like, so they all survive at the end. Uh-huh. Apparently there's room to continue stories if everybody so chooses to have stories. So, you know, because, like, they're still young. There's still things that can happen in the galaxy, you know. It's not like everything's going to be, like, sunshine and rainbows from here on out. So, like, what happens next? I'd love to see their story continue just, you know, here and there. On, I mean, on screen, because, like... We're going to get books and we're going to get comics and these things are going to come out. But I would love to see it like continue on screen. But the way I feel like they feel and they were so like, nah, I'm good. You know? <laughs> like, nah, I'm good. like, I'm good. And I feel like that's the way like, you know, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill felt also back in the day. And they clearly came back to do something more. But yeah. I feel like on screen, this might be the end for them. And you, but I mean, that's okay. I mean, I think it's honestly good for all of us that we are getting a break from like at least movies for a while. You know, I love Star Wars movies. I have, lo- I have loved the past few years, you know, all this build up to the movies and wondering what's going to happen and all the speculation. But like, it, it's been a lot. And I'm really looking forward to the books, especially because what they can do now is really give you not only just a novelization and, like, more insight into the characters' thoughts there, but, like, they can just fill in a bunch of gaps that there might be. Like, there are a lot of, like, hints to, like, backstories in this movie that I'm like, so when are we getting the novel about that or the comic about that? Um, So this will be a really good time, like, because there's not a movie coming out. Like, if you're into, like, if you want more stories like that, there's definitely going to be because they know that people want them and we want more information. And I think it's going to be a good time to absorb things that way. Um, and not have, you know, because I just, I can't imagine how much pressure everyone must have been under for this movie, because it is a big deal. You have 42 years worth of Star Wars movies, you know, before you, and it's your job to wrap up the entire thing and do it as well as you can, knowing that you can't please everybody because it's not possible, but knowing that, like, there's certain things that you have to wrap up and things that you have to do, and man, like, I just can't. I can't imagine what that must be like. That wasn't my job. (laughs) (laughs) True. That's it. No, but it's a huge undertaking. Like, you see, we know how Star Wars fans are. Like, there's a segment of the fans that are super vocal and unfortunately can be or are, you know, more than just negative, but critical to the point of, uh, you know, hostility. Right. And so, yeah, like, you, you know, that could, we saw it with The Last Jedi and everything that had happened there. So, you know, that was a possibility and it's like, okay, like, let's take a risk and make this movie and try to complete something that's different for everybody. Right. I think I think they did. 
this movie was well done. Like, it was not perfect. The trilogy as a whole definitely has its issues. This movie itself has plenty of imperfections. But I, I, I base a lot of how I, how I feel about it on how I felt during and directly after. And as I was sitting there watching this movie, I just was having so much fun. Um, I was just into it. I was laughing. I was crying. I was just so into the story and how it was going to end. Like, if I enjoy... If I just am sitting and enjoying a movie, like, to me, it's a good movie for me. And, like, a movie can be good and have flaws. It doesn't have to be perfect because I don't think a movie can be, you know? I, I agree with you. I actually agree with everything 100%. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Ray Uh-huh. We need to go there, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I, I like that they came together. Like, mm-hmm. they got, like, on the same side. Like that they fought against Palpatine together. I did not like the kiss. No. I hmm. I didn't not like it. I don't think I loved it, but I think in a way symbolically I understood it. To me, how I because I view like the kiss at the very end of you know that moment as like what matters to me most is that he is finally feeling love and happiness again you can look at that kiss romantically and you can look at it in terms of like this is him like opening himself up to love and feeling things and being happy um that's kind of the side that I'm on and like yes it was a kiss and it was a pretty romantic kiss but I'm just happy that he was happy for the you know the short time that he had (laughs) and and, like, I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about that, but, you know, there is a lot to be said about sacrifice in that context um, and what it means. And, you know, it's a tragedy and that's what happened. But I think in the moment with that kiss, I kind of had a feeling it was going to happen. So I think I was ready for it. I think they could have done without it. I think they could have um, shown that moment of connection and affection in a different way but i'm not mad that it happened it was fine it was a choice yeah when it happened so so here's so here's the funny part i actually was unaware that the kiss was going to happen oh all the leaks i read i I was unsure about because there was actually a gap in the leaks like after he gets thrown into the abyss they were unsure of what was going to happen so i decided that point on like okay you know what i'm going to this will be the one thing that surprised me. <laughs> like, I, let's see, let's see how this like happens. I saw it coming. Like, it was one of those things. I'm like, okay, here we go. And like, it happened, and I didn't react. I just uh-huh. like letting things happen. Yeah. But in my theater, literally, like half the audience groaned, and they were like, "Oh, come on!" Oh no. Their half started clapping. So clearly there was some Raylo fans inside. Even my brother was like, he was like, was that necessary? <laughs> he was like so mad about it. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting because I think I feel like people who were enjoying the movie could have been like, if they did not kiss, they would have still been happy with the sort of like redemption and him coming and helping and all that stuff. And right. I feel like that kiss became so divisive. <laughs> like right. so loved it and some people hated it yeah it was um it was definitely risky and they took that risk yeah I'm I'm definitely on the side of like it was definitely it was unnecessary but I think 
it worked still. Like it didn't it didn't take me out of the movie. I don't even remember how my theater reacted because I just was so into it um, that I wasn't paying attention. I mean, I definitely was not, you know, in the Raylo segment of the fandom. I definitely was on board with Bendemption though. So I think I was just so happy that he was back that like everything else with them was fine with me. I was like, this is fine. Like he, he's he's good again. He's here. He's happy for a moment. So I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, but I will say, regardless of how I felt, like, again, I could have done without him. I would have preferred it not happening. It doesn't ruin it for me that it did happen, but I would have preferred it not happening. But I will say, I thought Adam Driver and Davy Z. Ridley killed it the entire movie. They they were amazing. Like, both of them are just great, you know, separately. But, like, together, they definitely just nailed it. And, like, when he smiles. Yeah. um, Oh, man. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> oh, that's what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. smile in the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they I they carried that the fact that they like belong together, however you want to look at that, perfectly. Like I loved it. And now never again. No. <laughs> no. I had a feeling that because it went back and forth for a while and you're like, who's going to live? Are they both going to live? Are they both going to die? Like it could have gone so many different ways. And I, I don't remember what point it was, but there was a point where I realized like before it happened, I was like, oh, it's going to be him. He has to go. Not that he has to necessarily, but like he's going to. Um, So when it happened, I was sad, but I was like, I knew it. Like, this is how the story is going to go, I guess. I mean, that's how he completes the, you know, the redemption. Like, yeah, he gives his life up for hers. Exactly. Like, I, I think that is so beautiful. And like, his, it's how his story ends. Uh, it, it feels very Star Wars to me. You know, he, he did come back. He was happy again. He did find someone who cared about him. And to me, this is just how I view it. And I'm still trying to like gather my thoughts on how I feel about all this, because it's a lot still processing. But the fact that uh, she took on his, she took on his name, and she took on that legacy. That is her remembering him to me. That is, he will live on her. He will live on in her forever to me. So that really was important to me. And I thought, like, he's not forgotten because, you know, she's still here. Um, and she's not going to forget him. And is it tragic that he died? Yes, of course it is heartbreaking. It's supposed to be. That's the point. But, you know, he's not, he's not, he's gone, but not really. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to Resistance Reborn, where, like, the book where Ray and Leia are talking, and, you know, they they bring up Ben, and, you know, Leia says, like, the only person who could bring Ben back, essentially, is Ben. It's going to always be down to his choice. Right. So, I mean, and that's really what it came down to. Of course, he had people pushing him in that direction, but that's that's truly what it came down to, was him choosing between light and dark. And he chose, oh, he finally got to make a choice. He finally had control over his life again. Man, it makes me so happy because, you know, for so long he was manipulated and he was, you know, being told, like, this is what you're supposed to want. And this is what you are going to be after. And this is what you have to do. And, you know, he he finally got to make that choice. I'm going to do this. I'm going to leave all this behind. I know what I have to do. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to do it. And he did. He did it. He, in a way, he did get his happy ending. <laughs> It's not the happy ending that everybody wanted, but it counts. Here's my question. So this is just random. Well, it has to do with them a little bit. But like, so when people who are like Jedi and super force sensitives, like 
when they die, their bodies disappear. Uh-huh. But is, do they only disappear when, like, what they have finished is done? You know, like, are they not, like, they don't turn into Force Ghosts until, you know, what they have, until their story is done on this plane? I don't ask because, like, so Ray dies, but she just stays there. Right. Right. Why did she disappear? And, like, why did Leia's body stay there until Ben disappeared? That see, I didn't even think about that. It must that has to be along the lines of, of what it has to be, right? Like because Ben definitely did, you know, finish what he needed to finish. He did what he had to do. Um, you know, and, and I guess if you look at it, at it that way, Ray wasn't done yet. She still had something she needed to do. That's interesting. I I wonder if they're going to touch on that at all in the novelization. See, I think this is going to be one of the most important novelizations that we've gotten. Um, and it's in good hands. There's, I think, because the movie was the way that it was, there's going to have to be a lot of expanding, which is what an expanded edition of a novelization is. It used to be like a thousand pages long. It, that would be fine with me. Make it as long as you need it to be. You know, give us more. Like, I'm not saying that, like, the story wasn't good the way that it was, but this is the opportunity that they have to say, hey, if you want to know more, if this movie was very fast-paced for you, if you have questions that you haven't found the answers to, read this book. It's here. I think that's, for something like this, the novelization is like, it's not essential. You don't have to read it. But, you know, if it's so important, and that hasn't necessarily been the case with other novelizations of these movies that have come before it, but this one, I, I'm more excited about this novelization than I think I have been for any other one. It was the thing with the ghost. It just made me think of, because, like, while I was watching, I was like, oh, that's weird that Leia's body just disappeared when Ben's did. Like, why didn't it disappear earlier? So it made me think of, like, I say real life, but they're ghosts, whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> like ghosts in, like, our world. And, like, the story, it's like, ghosts are here because they haven't, like, they have unfinished business. Right. So I'm like, maybe it's, like, the opposite for Force users. Like, they could only move on hmm. when their business is finished. So, like, their bodies stay here if there's unfinished business. I don't know. Maybe we'll get the answers to that in future Star Wars things. Who cool. knows? Project Luminous? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know hey, we're going to learn more about that pretty soon. It's almost, you know, because they had to wait for all this to be done. And now we're all still talking about it. And I'll see, like, this movie is done. The Skywalker saga is done. But Star Wars isn't done. There's so much more. And, like, even if they don't go further into the future, even if they, they, like, that's their stopping point for now, there's a lot before this movie that happens that they can touch on. And you know that they will. There's already, like, how many books that we know of coming out next year? Like, which is fine with me. I'm going to read them all. But, yeah, we are in for much, much more. (laughs) Much, much more after this. I mean, there's so much. Like, this past, the last week was, like, I thought my brain was going to explode from all the Star Wars. There was episode seven of The Mandalorian, which was fantastic. Oh, yes, it was. There was The Rise of Kylo Ren, issue number one, which was fantastic. (laughs) Yes, it was. And that was all before the movie came out. And then there was the movie, and then my brain just kind of melted at that point. Yeah, it was like a Friday afternoon and I had written a bunch of Star Wars things on top of all the all the movie and the shows and the comics. And I had a moment where I was like, 
is it possible to for there to be too much Star Wars? Because I'm feeling pretty <laughs> overwhelmed right now. <laughs> I think I definitely had a moment like that, too. And, I mean, clearly the answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely was like, all right, this 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 type of week will never happen again. So it, uh, it's okay. Exactly. Oh, yeah, definitely I was not complaining. I was like, oh, we get, like, a new episode of a show and a comic and a movie. Is there anything else about the the Rise of Skywalker that stood out to you? Leia's death, they did perfectly. I think because I knew the background of um, the scenes that they were adding in with her, kind of wasn't a fan of how some of that worked out. Like, I think they did so well with what they had, and they did the best they could, and it was fine. Like, it didn't ruin the movie for me, but it was a little bit rough, them writing and talking around the scenes that they had for her. Um, But the way that she died, the reason that she died, and, you know having that moment and R2 reacting and oh I didn't cry until Chewie reacted to learning that she died and then I just burst into tears I was like I'm so glad that they did that because like I was sad and I was like on the verge of tears but I wasn't like quite there yet because I think I was just processing what what had happened and um you know when he just loses it I was like okay this is it because that was so important to have that in there and like all of that perfect because we didn't know we had no, like, is she, we didn't know how they were going to do that. Like, is she going to die off screen? Like, what's going to, how is that going to work? Um, but her death was so significant. Like, it had so much m- meaning. And I knew that it might happen, but I didn't know, like, it was going to have so much significance to Ben's story and Kylo's story. And that just was so perfect to me. Like, it, they, I don't think they could have done that any better than they did. Yeah, I actually had the same. I was like, okay, when she actually died, I was like, oh. Oh, that's sad. And then Chewie. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah I lost <laughs> this it. family. I'm like, these are the only, this is his only family he has. Yeah, man. Chewie needs, like, all the hugs. Yeah, I was like, it was, I, I was, like, thinking more about Leia, too. And, like, I felt so bad for, like, here's this amazing, strong character. And, like, who's dealt with so much tragedy yeah. and heartbreak and heartache in her life. And, she still stood tall to it all like she's just she's like it for me yeah yeah but like in terms of like giving her like a worthy send-off because like she's such an important character and like you have to honor her they definitely spent a lot of time making sure that they did that and that is one thing that they if some of the things they did were not perfect this one thing definitely was yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Leia. Mm, all right. What did you think of the moment where she hears all of the voices of the Jedi of the past? I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it kind of you know brought it back to the beginning of the movie where she was trying to get in touch with them. Yeah. And then you hear all the different voices and I'm sitting there. And it was cool because it actually is interesting because like it also touched on the beginning of the movie where um, Kylo hears the different voices of, you know, Snoke and Darth Vader. And he was like, you know. Right. Palpatine's like I was all those voices and then you go to her and she's hearing all the Jedi in the past so it's like I'm sitting there trying to pick out all the different voices and it was really cool and interesting um you know it was cool to hear Anakin's voice and obviously like Obi-Wan's voice and you know if you're a fan of the animated series Ahsoka was in there and came in there Mace Windu was in there so I thought that was pretty cool (laughs) yeah um I thought it was really neat I liked how they kind of brought all the it's like they wrapped up, not wrapped up, but like just kind of brought it all together in that moment. 
Exactly. That's like one of my favorite moments. And like, I, I tried really hard in that moment not to like pay too much attention. Like, who, who are these voices? And I kind of did a little bit and I heard Ahsoka and I like freaked out because I was so excited. But that is such a cool moment because it does like bring back a lot of like, she is connecting with this past that she previously, you know, knew nothing about. And, you know, she has this, she's related to this <laughs> Sith Lord and it's, she has so much darkness in her and could, you know, give in to all this darkness. But here she is, you know, listening to all these voices of the light and like saying like, we are one, I am part of you, you are part of me. Uh, I, I really liked that. And that I think that just added so much. And like, I really appreciated that that was there and it was really cool. And I uh, can't wait to definitely watch that clip again. I'm sure you can find it on Star Wars Reddit leaks somewhere. Oh yeah, probably. And I can go there now because I'm not afraid <laughs> of being spoiled because the Tuesday and Wednesday before the movie um, for my job, I have to like look at a lot of like movie sites and like look at what people are talking about and reviewing and things like that. And I was like scrolling past all of these articles about the Rise of Skywalker. And I was like, if I am spoiled because I have to do this thing for work, I'm going to be so mad. But the good news is that I was not spoiled came very close to it at some points but I wasn't I didn't know anything going in and I had a wonderful wonderful time and I don't know when I'm going to get around to seeing the movie again um but I definitely will because I think it's worth multiple viewings to make sure that you process all of the many things that happen yeah I also want to give a shout out to my boy Snap Wexley oh. that one hurt oh it did that one oh it did <laughs> I forgot about that oh it I, still hurts I was like no, me and me and Poe were pretty much both. I, I'll say this: I did not know he died in the movie. I did Ugh. not know that. That one, that one caught me by surprise too. And me and Poe were both like, no. <laughs> and then literally two scenes later, it's like Legend Silly. He's like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, did you, I'm like, did you just see your stepson die? Because that just happened. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that one. That was rough. I was like, you can't do that to me. <laughs> it was actually one of those moments where like Wedge was on screen. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I totally like, missed that because I was grieving. <laughs> and my brother's like, who's that? I was like, it's Wedge Antilles. And the guy next to me was like, who I don't know, was uh-huh. like, oh my god, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, he was there. We weren't sure, but. But where was Nora? They couldn't, they couldn't like throw in a Nora in there someplace? You know, they could have in that scene where all the ships showed up, done a lot of cameos from the eu and they didn't do it and that is one thing that i really wish they would have done is like done some kind of like call sign thing like you know the ghost is here like you know even if that's fan service to a very specific group of people like it wouldn't have taken that much more time and you don't have to do everyone you don't even have to show them you could even do their voices or you could even you know say like oh blah 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 is checking in but like man that would have been you could have added that in that would have been fine with me well why else but of course they could have done that why else would you put ahsoka and kanan then in the voices of the jedi if you're also not just i was also looking during that scene with all the the ships was looking for the colossus from star wars resistance there was the implication that it was going to be there to be honest i did not see it it could have very well have been there but not seeing but it would have been cool to be like ghost checking in colossus checking in you know like all the different ships that we know yeah exactly i I, that would have made like that scene was great but that would have just made me it would have been like an avengers endgame moment like it just you didn't need to have it in there and that's probably why well you know what whatever (laughs) and Um, and and 
I don't know. I haven't been spoiled for most of it because I don't I don't watch Marvel. So <laughs> I didn't seek out the spoilers for that one. Well, the point is that everyone <laughs> could have showed up and it just would have been this moment of like everyone is here. And like, yeah, we knew that it was probably the case, but you could have done it and you didn't. But again, the movie was still good. I'm fine. Maybe there's a deleted scene we don't know about, and that would be a pleasant surprise, but... It was good. I had fun. And at the end of the day, that's all. Like, honestly, honestly I, that's all I want. I just want that to happen. Yes. I am definitely writing on the fact that I enjoyed this movie, and, like, there are negative things to say about it, and if you feel the need to, like, express how you're feeling about that, like, uh, by all means, you know, say how you feel, but I am just ha- still having fun, really enjoying it, and... um. You know, I'm going to be thinking about this movie and writing about this movie for a long time. So same. The problem is, like, we get to talk about it. But, like, I'm at work and I'm like, Star Wars. And people just kind of look at me and they're like, what about it? <laughs> like, can we exactly. talk about it? And nobody wants, nobody wants to talk about it on my level. <laughs> like, they're all like, hey, the movie was cute, fun. And I'm like, oh. But, but, and then, like, I'll go into, like, this tangent. And they're like, I, I got work. I got to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, all right. That was, that was fun. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> See, like, you bring a baby Yoda, and everybody's on board of, t- of well, talking about that, but, like, want to go deep into another thing, no one, no one cares. <laughs> My Disney Plus series, Baby Yoda and Babu Frick Adventures. Oh, perfect. Give it to me. I want it. <laughs> I need it. I'm pitching it to Disney right now. Yep, please do yeah. it. We'll, we will <laughs> all watch it, and we will all talk about it. We promise. They don't even, like, have to do anything. Like, honestly, it's like not like they need to save the world or anything. They literally just need to, like, like go have dinner together. <laughs> like, go to an amusement park. Or, like, I don't know. They just need to, like, just travel around and meet new people. Yeah. Do it. And it's gonna, it would be perfect. We need it. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that was our The Rise of Skywalker edition part one i'm sure we're gonna have plenty more to talk about probably uh, yeah but thank you for everybody for listening in and we'll see you next time bye <laughs>